0: Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Locke here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. Uh, excited today to have uh, what is now a returning guest, uh, our youth pastor at Southridge, Carly now Fesick. Carly, welcome here.
1: Oh, thanks for having me back. This is great. Harley,
0: I still get uh, I, I, I still get tripped up sometimes uh, referring to you as Fessic, but uh, what is it now? Seven, eight months into married life?
1: Oh, I think a little bit more. I can't even tell you. you no, know, I can't add it up right now. Sorry, Andrew, if you're listening to this. Um, no, it's funny though. A lot of people still call me Carly Wall and then I just wait and I'm like, will they catch on? And then sometimes they'll look at me and be like, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. And I'm like, it's fine. It's so
0: funny. Once your email handle changed at work, <laughs> it it tracked a lot more with me. I don't know if it's because then I could see it, but uh but I'm there now. I, I, I'm, I'm working with it. So how's how's it going? How is married like these days?
1: It's good. It's busy. I mean, we're in the midst of all the newness of it. Still, the new and like all the freshness of the firsts of like the first Thanksgiving, the first Christmas is married, and now like with today being Valentine's Day, the first Valentine's Day being um, married. It's super cool and nice.
0: Fantastic. The uh, first Valentine's Andrew better deliver if he's listening to this. We're just chatting before
1: we logged in about it. So it'll be, it'll be good.
0: That's funny. Um, Can you provide uh, people who don't know you uh, kind of a broader update of, uh, you know, maybe a little bit about yourself or what you're, what you're up to these days?
1: Yeah. um, What am I up to these days? Honestly, we're, doing a lot of traveling which has been so nice like last year we went to Africa um, and then this year we're planning on going to Mexico both for weddings which is really funny and fun but um, lots of traveling mostly mainly for weddings next week we're however heading up to Quebec to do some snowboarding which will be fun so just kind of enjoying life hanging out with friends and, um, yeah, just settling into married life.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, Hey, let's talk about uh, your work world because you've, you've been in this role. We call it a, a family life pastor. That's a student specialist. We have family life pastors and then they split off into different age groups. You're the, what we call student specialist for leaders listening outside of Southridge. That's a youth pastor Mm -hmm. to you. Um, you've been doing that for about a year and a half now. Uh, how's that going?
1: It's going really well. It's come with its ups and downs, its highs, its lows, its mountaintops and valleys, but it's a really neat experience and one that I've not um, had the privilege of being a part of or doing anything like this before. So it's been really neat to experience um, both working in a church, working in the place that you call your community hub, um, and also seeing the way that students um, just interact in a, a youth group type of experience and being able to lead and lean into that.
0: Um, for, for even Southridge members, but also for other leaders listening, can you, can you just describe the two different ministries to students Uh, that you oversee and kind of the purview and and even give a bit of a description of kind of what goes on in in, in each of those?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, we have two main, um, I would guess, branches of our um, youth ministry here at Southridge. So we have our junior youth and our senior youth, Um, junior youth being grades six, seven and eight. Um, They meet every other Thursday evenings um, and Sunday mornings as well during our service times. Um, And then for uh, senior youth, we meet every Fridays, Um, that just being a time, um, we'll usually have some worship, um, a talk, but also every third Friday of the month, we actually partner intentionally with one of our anchor causes here at Southridge. So that being either our um, homeless shelter, our harvest kitchen, supporting low-income families in Welland, um, or our Caribbean farm worker um, hub in Vineland being able to partner with our anchor causes to be able to um, serve in any capacity that's needed um, or wanted.
0: Yeah, and I would say especially with the, the senior youth, you know there is quite an intentional spiritual development plan. so you mm-hmm. know you're you're trying to build in each of the what we call inspiration, connection and action values into the way that we uh, kind of expose uh teenagers mm-hmm. and developing young adults to this lifestyle of full devotion and then also within that I know you you're really strategic on the the teaching content I don't know if you want to say anything about that but that's 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 helpful for people to appreciate in what we call a crib to college curriculum kind of approach
1: Yeah for our, um junior youth their um curriculum or teaching content is Mostly on Sunday mornings, however, starting this past September, we made an intentional shift to um, bring about some kind of teaching component um, into those Thursday night experiences as well, Um, just to be able to bridge another way for students to kind of learn about and develop their faith in their own way. Um, And then for our senior youth, we have our um, spiritual development plan, which consists of 40 talks over 40 years, it's a very Amazing and beautiful graph um, and graphic that we have, but it basically consists of talks of things that um, we would love to journey with and um, talk about and discuss with our our high school students um, before they reach um, 18 and move off to whatever post high school looks like for them.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting approach for for maybe parents or even leaders listening to to realize that the student ministry, as part of the larger family ministry, has said, what are our kind of obligatory lessons or subjects that we feel like a, a young adult should be exposed to and equipped in if we were going to send them off to college and kind of reverse mm-hmm. engineering from there, inventorying all of those subjects and and uh you know, aspects of, you know, reading the Bible and knowing God and engaging in faith and, you know, different hot topics and, and spiritual questions and things that, uh, that produce that curriculum. It's actually, uh, it's actually pretty neat to see the distribution of those, those 40 talks over those four years. So mm-hmm. I guess my, my final questions are, are, you know, when it comes to student ministry these days, what, what are you personally focusing on? And maybe talk a little bit about what you're kind of learning most a year and a half into leading students in student ministry.
1: Yeah. I think what I've been f- focusing more so on lately has been really thinking about youth ministry of like what is what is its purpose? What 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 do we do besides just hosting fun events for students? Like what what is actually our purpose? And I actually have it written on my whiteboard and I look at it all the time whenever I'm doing wor- work or planning things or planning um youth events or anything and it's basically E- explaining how like youth ministry is not meant to be a separate entity from the church. Youth ministry is a part of the church and it's a core part of it. And it's meant to be an extension of what we do as the church together. So here at Southridge, we we believe in that um, three-dimensional model of inspiration, connection and action and making sure I always have it in my mind of, okay, what are the intentional ways that we are having a youth event or a youth program, but it's beyond that. And it's really inspiring students. It's calling them to a life that's beyond themselves. And it's also a, uh, an area and an opportunity for them to get together with their friends um, and be able to just have fun together and connect with one another um, in that way. Um, I think what I've been learning um, has been this Generation and the generation we see in our youth group um, are really unique from personally when I was in youth group many, many years ago. I, I don't want to say too many, but um, they're really beautiful and their hearts are so pure in this season and seeing them the way that they just open themselves up to be so inclusive of one another. I didn't see that when I was in youth group, but the way that they're able to see that person who's sitting alone or see um, one of their peers not having a lot of friends or just feeling more excluded, but really drawing them in and bringing them into the larger group, um, seeing the ways that they call each other out if they know something is wrong and they see it, they'll be like, hey, like, I don't think that's right. Like, I think we should do this. And they'll really, really rally together not to isolate anyone um or put blame but really just like call them to um be better and to better themselves and be like hey that wasn't right but like let's do it this way which i never saw when i was growing up and the way that they've d- they've been like that and the way that they're just growing t- intentionally together and um doing this it's really really cool to see
0: well, that's fantastic. It sounds like they're modeling who we're desiring to become more as grown-ups.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they do it so effortlessly. Like, it's not even like, they're like, oh, I know I should do this. Like, I know I should invite this person to come play this game. It's like, no, I want to go out of my way and go over to that person, and invite them to play with us or invite them to, um, like talk about this or whatever. It's really, really neat to see.
0: Hmm. That's awesome. Listen, uh, what I want to get into today is this season that you've just come out of, uh, which for you and for our students has been an intensive retreat season. Now, uh, as a church, uh, especially people who track with the podcast, you know that, that we've discussed the power of retreats before. And certainly as a local church, we believe very strongly in the power of retreats, I guess from your perspective, Carly. To talk about your sense of what a retreat can do that sort of the regular rhythm of weekly ministry often can't. Why are retreats so significant?
1: I think retreats are pretty significant because they really take you out of your everyday bubble, um, your everyday rhythm of what you're, you've you been up to or doing, or maybe in the the mundaneness of every day, they take you away from that. And they put you in a, I don't want to say bubble, but like they put you in an environment that you're able to intensely think inwardly and outwardly about yourself. Um, Retreats usually involve other people. So you're around others. So you're able to kind of think and reflect in groups and in community, um, with other people. And I think there's a lot of things that retreats do that they kind of separate you from distraction and separate you from, um, yeah, just the everyday, um, over bombardment of society. And it kind of just makes you take some time to think, okay, like what is God personally telling me and what is God telling us as a whole and what is he speaking to us through this time that we're able to separate and kind of focus um, more so? Hmm.
0: One of the one of the interesting things about particularly even student retreats is the way that uh, at the beginning they they actually submit their phones. Do they do those in these weekend retreats recently?
1: <laughs> they did and I swear there's always some pushback, not many. There, there's some pushback but I remind students I'm like hey remember last year when we did this and by the end of the retreat you said you didn't even want your phone back like reminding them of that and being like there there's a bigger picture and a lot of them do thank me for taking away their phones which is funny but yeah it also takes them away from this distraction of their their phone and from social media and seeing everything that social media kind of tells them
0: <laughs> well it, yeah it, it, and, it, and it illustrates i mean the language that i use often in, in retreat seasons is anytime time we make undivided space for god god shows up mm-hmm. and so retreats allow for that undivided space in an extended way to be created and so often then not surprisingly even though it's always kind of surprising. Uh, God shows up big time. And I know we've experienced Mm -hmm. that as a staff when we've spent a couple days every June, you know, in our all staff retreat. And I'm just wondering, even in your own life, uh, you know, how have you experienced that, that power of retreat, maybe even lately um, where you've created undivided space for God and God showed up?
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) um, retreat conference, whatever you want to call it. Um, Personally, I just went away beginning of January. um, It was right after New Year's to um, Passion Conference. It's a big young adult conference um, in Atlanta, Georgia. I went there with about 13 friends. Andrew and I traveled down in a busload of our friends to this conference. um, And it was three days. There was tens of thousands of young adults gathered in the State Farm Arena. And I think the word you would most would describe is intense it was a pretty intense three days but a beautiful three days of seeing like seeing people your age in different walks of life from different countries from different states like just being able to gather together to worship god and to hear his word spoken through different speakers um it ultimately was so encouraging and such a beautiful way to start this year for me personally. Um, But I want to say I didn't, I want to say that at this conference retreat, I, I was super impacted and um, came away and was like, yes, my life has changed. But it was actually interesting, because this time, um, I've been to a few retreats. But this one, this conference, I walked away and I was like, I don't actually feel that different. Um, And I'm put on further reflection and further like um, times of silence and solitude with God, just um, praying and journaling and reading. That's where I felt the most impact and felt closest to God because I was like, okay, this is the way that he has used these words. um, And this time of worshiping him to speak to me post conference, which I think is very unique, but I, I love retreats. I speak very highly of them. They're, they're a great way to hear from God and to refire um, the flame of just like wanting to pursue him in your everyday life.
0: And and for sure, conferences, I would include in that because again, you're making undivided space for God and God finds a way of of showing up in really awesome ways every mm-hmm. time. So, so I know that these past few weekends have been busy for you. And I want to give you a chance just to share a little bit of this with, with our community and even... Other leaders listening who want to leverage the power of retreats for a greater degree in their church or in their ministry, maybe even in their student ministry. So, uh, talk about the, the the couple of retreat opportunities that you've been a part of recently. One first for junior high, and then one for senior high.
1: Yeah, coming off of retreats, I just got back. Um, this weekend from our senior youth retreat up at Camp Crossroads. It was the Winter Blast Retreat. We were there from Friday to Sunday, um, and it consisted of games, activities, um, chapel time, so they had a speaker, um, and then um, time of... Uh, reflection in groups, they called it chilling in church groups. So it was a time to gather together and just debrief what we had heard and what we experienced in worship. And then two weeks ago, I, um, we went up to camp crossroads again for their deep freeze retreat for our junior youth. Um, and again, similar, um, similar style of games um, activities, chapel time and worship time and chilling in church groups. And, um, but yeah, it was interesting because these two retreats that we went on, we actually had the same speaker. Um, uh, he Alex Smethurst from Mountain Park, the youth pastor there. He spoke at both retreats, which was super unique and um really exciting to be able to um hear from him twice um over the course of those two
0: retreats. Well, and you mentioned Mountain Park, like uh, the 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 winter blast and the deep freeze are are actually experiences that our denominational uh, summer camp, Camp Crossroads uh, offers for uh, a whole bunch of churches to experience uh, mm-hmm. at the same time. And so to even talk about that, what what it was like bringing our junior high ministry and our senior high ministry into these, these experiences in the context of other partner churches, how did that feel? Oh,
1: it was so good. I, I, yeah, it was a beautiful um, time of being able to gather, not just with our students, but students from across the province. I mean, this past one, we had uh, WMB up there with us, um, and it was great to be able to connect with um, Alex from Mountain Park, but also Brad from uh, WMB. Um, he was also the chapel speaker back in um, the summer camp. Uh, for our youth week. So being able to connect with him again and um, just hear um, what's going on in his life and um, just how their ministry is doing over there. And it's really, really a beautiful time to be able to look at um, the broader church and seeing the way that we're all coming together, um, same location to be able to just hear from God and to experience his presence and um, do it in community. And it was really neat experience actually on the way up to both retreats on the Friday we both all of the groups ended up stopping at the same en route and just seeing the students being able to um, find and see stu- some similar peers that go to school with them and being able to b- connect with them and be like hey what are you doing here and be like oh I'm going up to this retreat and be like oh I'll see you there so it was a really cool and neat experience and I I loved be able to partner um, with different organizations such as camp and get to um, experience similar things amongst other other churches and other groups as well
0: amazing so update us on the the impact of the retreats having now completed them you're probably still in a daze because it's probably less than 24 hours from crashing (laughs) on the couch after the this last one but in in either, both of them, Carly, w- w- what did you see God do among the students?
1: Yeah. So like I said, Alex spoke at both retreats um, and he spoke out of the book of Daniels. So he at um, on the Friday nights proposed to the students this question. He proposed to them, do you feel and do you think that God is calling you to be a Daniel in this generation? And then he spent the weekend going through, okay, who is Daniel? Um, What did he do? And what ways did he trust God and live faithfully to him? And what was the impact of that? And then at the end of the retreats, he would ask them again, he would be like, okay, do you believe that God is calling you to be a Daniel in this generation and what did I see God do I saw God speak to students and put on their hearts that yes he is calling them and he is inviting them to be a Daniel in this generation and to stand up in in a generation and in a culture like this and say, no, I'm going to live faithfully and abide in the presence of God and live faithfully to him because I know his ways are, are better than what, what society is calling us to. Hmm. So it was, it was really beautiful.
0: You had uh, in, in both of these experiences, not just the same speaker, but you had a team of leaders from Southridge come with you, Uh, talk about how you and your team together tried to optimize the spiritual impact in students.
1: I mean, I will note really quick, it was very unique. I was able to bring Andrew up um, for both of the retreats, which was super beautiful to see the way that he was able to lead um, a group of, of our, our students um, and be able to kind of pour into them. But we kinda really rallied um, together to be able to kinda point or aim our purpose to really pour into these students both prayerfully um, and intentionally um, in ways of uh, just inviting them and asking them questions and um, guiding them and learning from them um, and journeying with them in ways of whatever they were journeying through and unpacking. We also, um, it was really unique. We learned this. All right. We first did this um, back in October at our change conference retreat. Um, but we took some time at the beginning of the the retreats on the Friday night before we left um, to rally the parents as well. Um, before we left to take a time um, to just pray over the weekend Um and that was a, a beautiful moment for me and for our leaders to be able to be like, all right, parents, not only did you probably invest financially in this weekend, but we're asking you now to really invest prayerfully in this weekend um, and to know that you're not just dropping your, your student and your child off to us, but you have to really invest um, in this as well. And we ask you to, to really keep investing as we're up there. Um, so I think our, our team just used different ways and um, small ways to be able to really um, just invite, invite God into the moments and invite God into the space of being up there at camp and allowing him to move in ways that he, he wanted and needed to move.
0: Yeah, it was very cool. As a as a parent, not just as a pastor, I I got to experience that the the senior high version of that prayer send-off. And then on top of that, you created a bit of a parent devotional for the weekend to kind of pray through Mm -hmm. and and reflect on and, and lift the students up so that they were being supported at home, which was a great uh just a great opportunity for our student ministry to be partnering with parents who we say often are the the primary spiritual influences in 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 kids and developing young adults' lives. So That was, that was very cool. I'm wondering now, you know, coming out of these retreats and and heading into the spring season, how do you see these retreat experiences now helping raise our game in these student ministries in general?
1: Yeah, I think these retreats and conferences there, they create beautiful environments for God to move. But I think we we intentionally don't want it to end there and we want to make sure we're creating spaces where um, we're able to follow up and continue to live out the conversations and the practices that we were able to experience up at, up at camp specifically. Um, For example, right after our our deep freeze retreat with our junior youth, we had a deep freeze recovery night and it was simply just let's play some games and let's just talk about how, how camp was and what, what we learned and what happened since. And us as leaders really took some time to t- intentionally ask students like, okay, like how, how have you been living out um, this week? Um, being a Daniel in this generation, like, what does that look like? And a beautiful moment of a student, explaining that they actually found that they were a lot nicer to their siblings during the week following the retreat. And they explained that that actually felt good and they were excited about that and um, felt the impact of that because of camp. And so we're really trying to um, leverage and explain um, and provide space that um, what we experienced up there in a very intentional way is being carried out and lived out um, continuously as we as we get back to normalcy, quote-unquote, um, whatever it looks like to be back at school and be back with family.
0: Knowing that a big part of it is the, the relationship that the leaders have with the students, again, kind of as, as the legacy of the retreat, what, what what opportunities are you seeing that exist now to be able to connect with students in a greater way following a, an experience like a retreat?
1: Hmm. Well, I think retreats just provide space for leaders to get to know students so much more, get to know their, their likes, their dislikes, get to hear stories get to just know them on a, a deeper more personal level and um, seeing the way that leaders now out of retreats are able to connect with students on, on Sunday mornings, on, um, on youth nights and being able to follow up and be like, Oh, like you had that math test. Like, how did that go? Like, and investing in them and um, also just investing in them and asking like, Hey, like, I know you said like, you needed prayer for this. How is that going? Like, do you still want me to pray for you? Like um, in those spaces, I think um, retreats provide that space for connection and community to build that then extends and continues on way long past um, any retreat or conference.
0: It's, it's funny when you're talking like that, I heard someone once say that that real connection only happens through wasting time together. (laughs) <laughs> and,
1: and, and, and i a hundred percent agree with that <laughs>
0: yeah it's kind of that's that's a similar way to the way that, that 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 god works in retreats especially in the relationship with with leaders and students and so i am I'm, I'm just wondering you know the 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 retreat experiences that you've had i guess now looking forward are there ways that you're looking to leverage these kinds of experiences again or will you not retreat now until next winter when Camp Crossroads offers deep freeze and winter blast again? Can you, can you create other experiences in the future now, maybe in the spring and summer to, to experience those kinds of dynamics as well?
1: Absolutely. There's, there's lots of ways to um, kind of try to replicate and um, experience the things and the practices that, Um, camp and retreats um, provide. Uh, For example, I mentioned um, earlier Change Conference that we took our high school students up to in October. And Change Conference is actually providing a online conference so one that you can watch on your own, but it's happening on a Friday night, same time that we usually meet. So I proposed it to the students of like, hey, this is available. Would you guys want to do like a watch party together? And all of them were like, absolutely. Like that sounds amazing. So Not having to leave or go somewhere else, but getting to in our own um, location, being able to experience um, hearing from different speakers and getting to experience a time of worshiping God together. So there's different, unique ways and um, things that we can use um, that we can do right at home that we don't even have to to leave the the region to experience, which is really cool. And it's just being able to invite students into that and um, provide the space for that.
0: That's fantastic. I, I really appreciate you sharing these even recent uh, retreat experiences just to kind of update us on how things are going. I guess as we wrap up, Carly, any final uh, encouragements or challenges to either our Southridge members or other leaders who are listening when it comes to maximizing this power and the, the spiritual impact of retreats, especially maybe for students?
1: Mm. Um, I guess first, in case any students, um, either from our church or um, anywhere else are listening, I would really encourage you to lean in and to press into God's presence Especially if you've been in retreat environments or camp environments, you can pretty easily feel his presence when you're surrounded by um, fellow Christians who are worshiping him and leaning into his word and getting to know him more. But um, I just want to encourage any student listening to really lean in yourself and take time um, to open up your Bible, read Read stories of the way that Jesus taught and read read what he, the life that he lived in the in life that he invites us into and lean into just hearing from him and opening yourself up. This month, our senior youth students have been talking a lot about hearing from God. And we talked um, a couple of weeks ago about God might not, he, you might not hear from God in the big And in the the big moments of life, um, you might hear from him in big moments like at camp, but you'll also hear from him in a soft whisper and a soft um, in soft moments. And those moments can be taking just some quiet time to reflect and to pray to him and to invite him in. So I just want to encourage any student listening to do that. And for members, either church members from Southridge or any other um, church members, um, just participate in youth ministry. Um, I guess hearing a youth pastor on a podcast saying participate in youth ministry might not seem like the thing you would want to do, but there's so many ways that you can participate that is not overwhelming or really doesn't take much time. You can participate just by praying for students. If you know any students in your your church context, just pray for them by name and um, really invite God to be moving and to be speaking to them. Um, invite God to be um, just moving and present um, in both the people who are um who are orchestrating or planning, um, events or youth ministry, um, nights, uh, just really pray for them because it's a lot of work and it's really hard and it can, and it can be, um, draining at times, but be by praying for them, you're just helping, um, helping equip them and support them, um, to be able to keep going. Cause it really does matter. Um, and then for any church members at Southridge, I really encourage you that, youth ministry is not something that, um, we can get away from. Um, we love students and we want to be able to pour into them. So if anyone feels like they have the capacity just to, to be able to pour in their time and their efforts and to be able to just walk alongside a student, I encourage you to, to reach out and to volunteer in youth ministry, because it's a beautiful way to see the way that God is moving through their generation and the ways that they're becoming so inclusive in the ways that they're opening their hearts up to anyone and everyone. And it really, I speak for myself, it teaches you a lot more than just reading any book about any topic, but being able to live it out and live, um, through these students and seeing the world through their lens is a beautiful opportunity. And it's one that Christ invites us into. So I, I encourage people get involved.
0: Amazing. Thanks so much for that, Carly. Great to have you here. Um, To both you and Andrew, get some rest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We will. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff.
0: Appreciate you. And uh, to all of you who are tracking with us again today, uh, appreciate you being here. We'll see you in about seven days' time as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody.